You're listening to the Dogs Cast, an unofficial fan podcast about the greatest Australian football team, the Essendon Bombers. My name is Jamie. No, I'm Nick. And mate, uh, this podcast is going to be pretty hard to do because uh, as proud as I was of the guys when we got out to a 21-point lead in that uh, last term, gee, it was oh, gut-wrenching to watch the Pies win up after the siren and you know, I guess the way we defended that last play was nothing short of disgrace and, oh, it really hurts that one. Absolutely, mate. And, uh, you know, to add insult to injury, you've got the, uh, you know, Pies fans who were in full voice and I'm sure were, uh, you know, giving it to all the all the Bomber fans there and, um, yeah, no one wants to be on the, the arse end of those sorts of, um, you know, disputes, um, you know, and, you know, that's footy, I guess. You know, it goes both ways. You, I suppose you take the losses when you, when they come and, the uh, you know, you enjoy the victories when they come your way. But it certainly doesn't make it any easier, you know, when you're marching out of the ground, I imagine. And uh, Yeah, well, yeah. I can, I'm going to speak firsthand, mate. I, uh, I made the chronic mistake of uh, going the early crow. Um for most of the game, I'd had to put up with these Collingwood supporters around me getting into Jake Stringer, saying, oh, you would have chased harder for that ball if it was a 16-year-old girl, wouldn't you? And it was just getting up me, you know, it was getting me goat up because I was just, well, that's bloody bit, bit raw. But um, anyway, uh, in the last quarter, as you know, Jake Stringer had a shot at goal. And I made the fatal mistake of calling out, that's it, Jakey, finish him off. <laughs> Obviously, perked their interest. Unfortunately, Jake didn't get that goal. And you know what happened. You know, history says what happened afterwards. And uh, let's just say those guys didn't forget where I was sitting. <laughs> and I had to cop <laughs> an absolute barrage of uh, Collingwood abuse. So, yeah, my walk home across uh, over near the Shrine of Remembrance was pretty uh, harsh going. And uh, yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'll remember that. And I should remember it being an Essence body and never go up too early. You know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, mate. Uh, no, nah, look, as I say, you, know, you, you, you get on the uh, bum end of one sometimes. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure next time, um, hopefully when we're putting together better efforts, um, you know, you'll give it right back. Um, but, yeah, absolutely disappointing to lose that way. Uh, I mean, you feel for Harry Jones in that moment. Like, yes, he should have dobbed it, but... Um, Look at the end well, of the day. Like, let's it, talk about should. Sorry to jump in. Let's talk about the 50 metres. Yeah, well. Like, that should have been 50 metres, surely. Yeah, but I think, you know, both sides would agree the umpires had an absolute mare mm. on the day. Um, like, and it was it was to both sides. I don't think anyone, um, you know, gained more than the other. I, I personally think the umpires were bloody atrocious both ways. Um, I think that was encapsulated when, um, you know, Redmond took, Ginnivan's head off. Um, and don't get me wrong, yes, he plays for him, but uh, Redmond made him bloody earn that one uh, and carried through with it. Um, and and it wasn't paid. And I thought, look, out of all of them, that that one was absolutely there, but um, they just let it go. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's a million calls that could go each way, but at the end of the day, um, it came down to a couple of kicks. Um, yeah, Jones missed that one while... Yeah, Billy Elliot, he uh, he kicked an absolute beauty. Uh, yeah, and, you can't can't begrudge that. That was just a, 
fantastic kick. And, mm. like, even further, mate, on that angle, mm. you know, I don't know if someone got in his ear and said David Soren's going to go because mm. he didn't move, you know, outside the line, you know, where it could have been called played on. Yep. He uh, just dobbed it and, like, yeah, he had to get a fair distance because there was a lot of tall players down there, Draper and so forth. Um, so he had to get it all over their heads and, yeah, to be able to kick it on that angle is, you know, this, this is not a Collingwood podcast, but, you know, you only can take his hat, your hat off to him. Yeah. Um, but that's still, yeah, eats into your soul. I, like, the only thing I'll say, the only thing that hasn't made me go in a total meltdown, the game essentially meant nothing to us in terms of this season. Mm. In that, although, yeah, of course, we want to beat Collingwood, but like it wasn't going to help us get into the finals. Um, that's the only thing. Imagine we needed that win to stay in the finals hunt. Um, that would have hurt even more. But um, yeah, I, that's what that's what, just my feelings. That's the only coping mechanism I went to was that, <laughs> oh, it didn't matter if we were going to last, we're still not making finals. Um, and hopefully, and I say hope, these guys. Learn something out of this, so then when next year when we are maybe a chance to do it, we'll have something to draw on. Yeah, and that's the the comments from Andy McGrath after the game. I thought he actually spoke pretty well. Um, you know, obviously he uh, sticks to the club's line, and um, oh, we're hurting and all the rest of that. I'm, I'm overhearing that crap, Jane. Um, it, it's not good enough to like just to say we're hurting. But the thing I absolutely agree with him is like, you know. These situations are going to happen again. We want to be in those situations, and we want to be that team that you know comes out on top. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure it'll stick in the minds of um, you know the players there, and it absolutely you know didn't come down to to just um, Harry's kick at all. But I think it it fairly well encapsulated James that he um, the lack of composure that we have in in big moments at times. Um, you know, obviously. You know, as a summary of the game, Collingwood bloody jumped us early and we had no fight back for that whole quarter. Yeah, we had to go into the quarter time huddle to then reset and then we came back in the game. So, yep, it was a good effort. Those second and third quarters, James, um, we were all over Collingwood. Um, but you'd have to say we wasted a lot, a lot of opportunities. We could have um, you know, gone ahead um, a bit more there. And in that fourth quarter, um, you know, Collingwood came out to play and um, they... They set up so well down in their forward line. They they played for each other, and that's where we we really lacked the composure to stem the bleeding. Um, because at the end of the day, like you know, we, we were up by like what twenty one points or so, or um, mm. and you know we let them kick three goals in, in quick succession, and then allowed um, Collingwood go end to end right at the end of the game in. Total red time, uh, so easily where Elliot was able to take a chest mark, mm. like that's that's unforgivable, James. Like mm. if he'd have um, you know had to go full stretch to get a fingertipper um, because the bloke was right on his hammer, yeah, you, know, you could almost accept that. Uh, but to allow a bloke who was you know shorter than uh, than Langford and um, I think it, was it Kelly down there? I'm not sure, but um, yeah, Kelly and I think uh, was it Langford down there? Yeah, yeah Langford. Um, like both bigger guys um, to allow him to an, an easy run at the footy. Um, like, and these are experienced footy players, Jane. Um, and we'll, I'm sure you'll talk later about you know our our more senior leaders um, 
just effectively being pedestrians in the middle of the ground, um, you know, that's inexcusable. And that is something that we've continued to do throughout the year, um, allow that, you know, easy run of play out the ground. Um, and at the end of the day, it, it's, it's cost us a game, um, you know, a game that by rights, you know, when you're 21 points up, you know, at the 10-minute mark of the fourth quarter, you should absolutely run away with. Yeah. And, like, mate, I want to bring the elephant into the room. And, um, you know, our team selection, mm. why are we always playing Braden Ham as the sub? He had, again, not much impact. You look at Collingwood's sub, he was a super sub. He came on and, you know, <laughs> kicked a couple of goals and, you know, was a bigger body. Like, yeah. Mm. Yeah, we're just uninventive with that sub. Like we continue to roll out, you know. I know we've used, um, you know, Ham. We've used Phillips in that role. Mm. Like to me, they're not the positions that you play as subs. Like it, no. you know, Ham. He's been averaging less than five possessions a game, even when he gets on. You know, so um, when he's a sub, like yeah. under five possessions a game. Now, look, sometimes you come on. And, Half, but sometimes he's come on you know, more than a half a game to go yep. and still hasn't been able to impact. So why is the club thinking or the match selection going, oh, yeah, we'll go with him again? You know, be brave, you know. Give Jimmy's boy a go, you know, or, mm. you know, try, let's tr- have a look at uh, Patrick Voss, you know. Like, I know he's coming mm. back, but he's kicked six goals in the last two weeks. Mm. Um, you know, be imaginative and try and... Uh, you know, see what your list has got before the season's over. You're, you're playing for nothing at the moment, you know, uh, other than pride. Um, so why not get a better value on your list or, and make the assessment? Because, mate, I've seen it before. There's players that, you know, for some reason, don't play uh, as good a footy in VFL as they do in the AFL when given the opportunity. Yep. And, you know, again, I would definitely um, be testing the water and, you know, just to see what have we got because uh, some players' intensity lifts when they get that opportunity. You know, they've been dying for this opportunity. It's the first game of, like, a, a herd or, um, you know, Patrick Voss, he seems like the temperament that would take on the game, you know what I mean? So yep. um, I just want to see us be brave. You know, like, we're just uh, rolling out and it's just, it just looks lazy, you know, even for yep. match selection. Oh, let's go with Ham again. And look, how's that guy going to get confidence when he's playing as a sub anyway? He should be playing full games of VFL footy and banging the door down to get his spot back. Yeah. No, um, you'll get no argument from me there, Jane. Um, absolutely agree with all of that. <clears throat> uh, secondly, I'd add to that, um, yeah, the selection of, of Snelling again. Um, yeah, he's been poor. He has. Like, yes, he, he's... He's getting to the right areas, and yes, he he attacks, and um, yeah, I think he had the game high pressure acts like twenty odd or so, and um, laid seven tackles. Like and that's absolutely great. Like no one, um, no one would balk at that. However, his use of the footy has been absolutely substandard. His kick towards goal has not been good enough. It doesn't have the penetration. He's clearly um, one either not completely um, you know right fit. Um, if he doesn't have that, you know, penetration in the boot to, um, you know, to go 30 metres or so. Um, 
And, you know, two, he just doesn't have that touch that you you only really get from, you know, having the leather in your hands and, and kicking the footy around um, in pressured situations. And um, it feels like to me we've, we've sort of rushed him back um, because he does, you know, play an important role. But, you know, if you think of the Snelling that's played the last couple of weeks, James, um, he is an absolute shadow of the player we've seen previously where he has been able to kick goals from like 40-odd metres out uh, plus. So it's not that he's uh, not capable, capable at all of, of kicking goals of you know, and clutch goals at that um, or, you know, kicking you know, above jam jars, you know, mm. you know, you know further than 30 metres or, or whatever. He's absolutely capable of it. But right now, his poor use of the footy is absolutely hurting the team. And I don't put that on Snelling. I put that on, you know, the club selectors. Um, effectively, yeah, going off a name rather than actual, um, yeah, performance ability uh, from Snelling at the moment. I think he should have played, um, yeah, the twos to to get that touch back. And mm. you know, effectively, when you when you're adding two blokes that are either butchering the footy or not getting the footy at all, um, yeah, through lack of wanting to get your hands dirty, um, yeah, you you putting a lot back on the rest of the blokes out on the field. Mm. Um, so I, I absolutely agree with you. I would have loved to see, yeah, whether it's the Voss or whether they go, um, geez, you know, we got Waterman's running up and, and going. Um, yeah, let's let's try him in the midfield, um, see how he goes. We've only, He's only got to run out of quarter. Um, yeah, there's, there's other blokes that can play different roles. And um, further to that, you know, talking about the the sub selection, absolutely. Uh, I find it staggering. You you pick a, a small bloke who's not a small forward nor a small defender. Um, he plays as a winger generally. I, I don't think that's the the sort of t- player we're short for out on the ground. You know, blokes can plug and play into that position, like your Langford's Hebbles. Um, yeah, we can get Redmond. Um, yeah, into that position. So we're not short of that position um equally and, and when we've gone phillips as a super sub or whatever you want to call it yeah a ruckman a ruckman as like if anyone goes down you bring in that guy um i don't think he's a fair call so i think a lot needs to be um looked at in terms of our selection um but overall in terms of our, our coaching and their ability to uh to read the play um and actually you know uh, set themselves up for success, you know, with a plan, you know, A, B, C, D, and E. Um, because if you keep on harping on about we want to play the way we want to play, well, unfortunately, there's an opposition out there, mate, and they're not going to not going to let you play that way. No, and like uh, we should uh, quickly say before we go into the game, um, it was great to see our VFL team get up and beat second place Southport. Mm. Um, and Hurley got a goal, which was fantastic. Um, you know, it, it was a Joe Goose, so to speak, with a, with a little kick, but still um, great to see Michael Hurley edging, you know, or improving on his game time, at least uh, from the game before. And um, with four games to go, let's hope he gets the game. You know, I'd love to see him in the senior side eventually. Obviously, he's not ready yet. Um, but, you know, maybe in a couple more weeks, he, he might get that game. You know, hopefully... So, I think you should aim for that Port Adelaide game, which is, I think, the second last game of the year. Yeah. Um, because, uh, yeah, that would be really good to see um, Michael Hurley 
be rewarded for all his perseverance. Absolutely, mate. Um, yeah, good to see him get that goal. And I think, you know, the players obviously, yes, it was Joe the Goose and they probably lined him up for that. Um, but good on the boys for, uh, you know, allowing him to keep that goal. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm sure that you know, brought a smile to a lot of Bomber fans' faces. Um, and, uh, yeah, Hurley as well, obviously. Um, so good to see him. And absolutely, mate, uh, yeah, hopefully he can get back for a, for a game uh, before the end of the season. And shout out to Paul Cousins because um, I'm sure he would really love that. Yeah, because, um, yeah, yeah, he was finding it really tough early in the year, if you remember. I think yeah. you know, we lost our first nine or ten games there. So, yeah, well, it might have been eight. But, um, yeah, it was a pretty slow start to the season, like the seniors. And, um, mm. yeah, they've, uh, they've you know, improved a lot. You know, obviously on the back of players coming back from injury and so forth. James Stewart kicked another four. So that's eight goals in two weeks. So it'll be interesting to see if he gets a game soon. So, um, yeah, because uh, as I said, time's running out in the season. Um, it's hard to believe, mate, four weeks to go. Yeah, mate. Um, mind you, at this stage of the season, it can't end soon enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Bring on free agency and uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, load up and uh, have another crack. But, um, mate, let's get into the game, you know, and, uh, you know, if we go to the highlights of the first term, mm. all right, let's move on to the second term. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> there was not much and it was pretty hard to watch. It was, mate. Um, I will say that, you know, Draper did try to set the tone early. I thought, you know, that first bounce, um, you know, it looked to be going the pie's way, but then, Elliot fumbled it, and Draper just came through over around the footy and bumped him out of the out of the contest to give us a free run at it. I thought that was fantastic work from Drapes, and that's the kind of stuff we want to see from the big man. Um, and certainly, he's been, you know, showing a lot more physicality uh, that we know he's capable of. Uh, but obviously, it's it's a big difference between being capable of something and actually doing it. So I thought that was uh, that was a good start. But then, as you say, mate, um, our defence was so loose, like. It was like towards the start of the season, we were at least five, 10 metres off our man, allowing them to you know, present at the footy, uh, take easy marks on their chest. or um, And, uh, yeah, they, they really sort of made us look quite silly, getting so much um, you know, free footy. We saw uh, both Nick Dacos and Josh Dacos um, make absolute fools of us. Um, uh, yeah, with the good kicking, uh, obviously with Penderbury, Kicking the first, um, uh, yeah. Cameron uh, took a mark when when Lav ran under the footy. Uh, he kicked their second. Um, uh, we saw, um, you know, Johnson um, yeah, kick a couple of goals, and it, it just seemed like we just had no answers. Um, you know, anytime we we brought it forward, our, our entries were, uh, you know, absolutely shocking. Um, yeah, there was that play by Shield as well when he, he ran the footy up the wing and you know it looked like he was really getting ahead of steam up. But the thing that I find disappointing with, with Shield is he just doesn't trust his right foot. Um, and it was, you know, he's looking for an out kick uh, on the left. Um, so that stifled his run. It stifled our run going forward. Um, whereas personally, I would have loved to see him just load up, you know, and uh, yeah, go for home. Um, because just stopping and um, yeah, 
uh, yeah, searching for somewhere where you can use your left as opposed to um, you know, trusting your right. I think at AFL level, um, yeah, probably not to not to standard. Um, but then we saw, um, yeah, that play where Redmond just ripped Ginnivan's head clean off. Uh, so <laughs> I, I kind of liked it. I thought he was going to give up the free, but it wasn't paid. But I, I just like that he, um, he really stuck at it as if to say, you know, if you're going to do that, you're going to bloody earn every one of these, mate. <laughs> yeah, that's what and, I thought. I thought he was prepared to give away the free, mm-hmm. thinking, yeah, like you said, mate, that's your warning. Yeah. Do it again, you'll go off with a concussion. Yeah. And, and look, whether it was that or whether it was, um, you know, Kelly playing tight in him all game, um, you know, Ginnivan barely touched it during the game. He only touched it when he had to go back to half back to try and find some of the footy. Um, he didn't touch it at, like up in that forward line. Uh, and then we saw that play where Josh Takos uh, broke two tackles, Jane, um, two really soft tackles, like effectively trying to tackle him with their forearm from Durham and Hind. And he ran inside 50 um, to kick. And it was a classy goal from the pocket, mate. Uh, but to allow him that run, I thought, uh, not up to standard. Uh, and that happened, as you say, mate, far up the ground. Mm. You could see how he was coming down. He was allowed to cut back in towards goal with hardly any opposition. Like, yeah. It was really poor defensively. Um, mm. We didn't even make him have to make the decision to handball or because we just gave him a clear pass. So, yep. um, you know, after those initial two tackles, which was, you know, fantastic by him to get through and keep the ball in and all that. But, I mean, yeah, your defenders get to see this coming down live at them. Um, you know, there was seemed to be no – I was just like, I'll stay my opponent um, and let him waltz in, if you know what I mean. So, um, yep. yeah, like someone had to make him make their decision. That's it. Uh... Yeah, and then, then we saw Cox take a massive hanger. Uh, like, and again, we're not the Collingwood podcast, but that was a huge grab. Uh, but soon after, you know, Johnson marked again at the top of the square and, and kicked his third. And at the end of that quarter, mate, we'd only managed the one point to mm-hmm. the pies, six goals, 238. And you thought, bloody hell, we are in for a long day. Yeah, and I've got to say, uh, stat came up on my Twitter feed uh, when I was scrolling through a quarter time. I think it was from Scooter, by the way, so cheers to Scooter. But um, Essendon hadn't had a touch in their forward 50 in that first quarter, which is pretty damning. Yeah, it is, mate. Um, yeah, it's certainly not good enough. Uh, but as we moved to the second quarter, uh, we certainly started better. You know, you saw Stringer get that first clearance to Caldwell, who pumped it to two metres, Peter, uh, and a free was paid there for an arm chop. Um, and it was actually, yeah, as you say, our first possession inside 50, and Thank God, two meter Peter went back and kicked it. Yeah, great kick, and um, you know he, he, he's pretty reliable from that distance, um, and it, it kind of set it up the theme because uh, you know the boys obviously got some confidence uh, seeing a, a, the scoreboard actually tick over in our end. Did mate? Um, then we saw a couple of amusing plays. You know, one where Zeret you know hit Jones beautifully and he marked it, but you know after he marked it, how came through and slapped the ball out of his hands and the ump said, no, nope, not paid. Um, and I thought, he, you know, he, he'd plucked that. But um, then uh, Shield picked up the footy and had a snap for goal, uh, but went astray. But I did like that he actually had that snap of goal, James. I think that's that's what we need from him. Um, uh, but then two-meter Peter pumped the footy inside 50 and this time Jones did mark uh, about 25 metres out and he went back to slot it. 
Yeah, it's good for Harry because um, you know, he, he's had some pretty low position games um since his reintroduction um to the senior side. Um and I think this year was always about getting some more volume of games into him, but I, I think you'd like to get some confidence. And I thought he actually marked the ball pretty well. And as you said, that other one should have been paid, I thought. Mm. But um, yeah, his hands are pretty good. Yep. Um, and it was good for him to get some confidence to kick a goal. So it was, mate. Uh, then we saw Sammy Durham uh, show some real grit, um, you know, on the half forward flank near the boundary there, um, actually winning the footy near the boundary. And um, it ended up with Snelling having a shot for goal. And he was. What do you reckon, Jamie? About 30 metres out yes, yeah, on, a, on an angle. Uh, it was an absolute horror mm. of a kick. Fortunately, it was marked by two-metre Peter, and he slotted it through. Yeah, well, he might have been the only one with awareness that Snelling won't make the distance because <laughs> he seemed to have a bit of a jump on the others. Uh, so I don't think that says a lot about the confidence that boys having um, in Will's kicking. But mm. as you say, man, that's damning that you can't kick the ball 30 metres. Like, mm. Yeah, I reckon I can get 30 metres these days. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty disappointing kick. And, um, yeah, I just thought, you know, he's, as you say, his penetration in his foot has definitely changed. Um, yeah. And maybe that's a result of the calf injuries he's had. But, um, yeah, he, we really missed. He used to be quite a reliable, you know, one-touch player. Yep. Uh, he's certainly not that at the moment. Now, um, our next score was a rush behind. Uh, but then as the pies went flying up their end, Heppel ended up, um, he, Heppel ended that run with a big tackle on Noble. I thought that was a uh, yeah, really great uh, work from Hep to uh, not give away the free. Um, and then he got involved again soon after, you know, popping a kick, kick nicely to the danger zone. And Phillips came through with a mark and he kicked the goal. Yeah. And, um, yeah, to get those, what was that? That's our fourth goal of the term. Mm. Uh, a great reply after, you know, obviously going 6-0 against um, get those four back. Uh, it was pretty good and, you know, it was pretty tough footy, you know, in the clinches, like it was when the ball got out. Mm. But, um, yeah, again, we'd, we'd get a fifth goal shortly afterwards. Good, mate. Um, you know, we saw Shield, uh, you know, faked the footy on the forward flank, came in and uh, chipped it inside 50 and, Golfy, it was almost like a reflex movement, James. Uh, he just stuck a, a paw out and somehow, you know, the ball landed in his hands and he marked it. And he looked absolutely stuffed, um, you know, after he'd taken that mark. But he calmly went back to slot it. And I thought that was a that was a clutch goal from Golfy, like the to, I suppose, put his back, um, you know, in contention um, mm. after uh, after that mark. Um but then, you know, Collingwood attacked again, but our defence stood up and, uh, you know, Rushman, uh, pardon me, Redmond rushed a certain goal. Mm. Um, but unfortunately, they went again and Majacek kicked it through on that occasion. But, you know, after trailing by 37 at quarter time, we'd fought back to just 13 points down at half time. So it was five goals, three, 33, to their seven goals, four, 46. Yeah. And, um, you know, even though they kicked the last goal of that term, and had a bit of play down their end. Um, I'm sure the boys took a bit of confidence uh, from that quarter. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, I just thought, yeah, you know, at quarter time, if somebody had said, you know, we were going, you know, basically, was it five goals to one? Mm. It's a great response. And uh, 
you know, it would be interesting to see if we could continue that into the third. But as the third quarter shortly started, um, I suddenly looked up and I saw Braden Ham had been introduced into the game. So, um, fortunately, Mason Redmond caught an injury. Yeah, he did, mate. Um, yeah, when he took that that mark uh, down the forward line in front of my check, um, yeah, he came down pretty heavily. And uh, you know, reports from the club doctors, but he had a bit of internal bleeding, um, internal bleeding, and was actually coughing up blood. So, um, yeah, they sent him to hospital for a checkup, which is absolutely the right call. Um, but uh, yeah, then after a um, yeah minor score to the pies, uh, Merritt hit Martin. Beautifully in the pocket. He uh, he marked and kicked the goal. What a player we picked up here as a you know, SSP mm. selection. Um, who would have thought, you know, this guy's going to play nearly every game this year. Um, and you know, he'd be one of the best rookies the AFL's had. Um, you know, obviously, Nick Dacos is going to win the rising star. But to get a player from SSP being you know, at least the top three or four Rookies for the year. Mm. Uh, so pretty amazing. And and for all of Dodoro's uh, criticisms he gets, um, it's these kind of finds that, you know, he should be acknowledged for. Yeah. Um, but, the, you know, it's not to say that I'm pro Dodoro, but um, he does get some things right. And, uh, I think he struggles more at the top end of the order. Although let's hope that's changed with the recruitment of um, the last couple of years, at least we've got Hobbs. Perkins, you know, hopefully Cox rebounds after a pretty disappointing second year. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, and then, uh, you know, our next forward entry went to Ham, who dropped the low-flying footy out in front. Um, but we reloaded and Zerrett hit two-metre Peter in the pocket, who again marked and gold. Yeah, three goals. A good effort by Peter Wright. Um, Darcy Moore was down there. You know, they were putting numbers back into him. Mm. Um and he still looked pretty dangerous down there. Certainly did, mate. Uh, and then we saw Hobbs nail Noble in a tackle, uh, and he was rewarded, and he pumped it to the top of the square, and this time Langford got onto it to kick the goal, and he hit the bloody front, mate. Yeah, unbelievably. You know, uh, again, still had that first quarter dread, you know, watching the end of it. and in, Not to the same degree, but it reminded me of the start against Sydney. Mm. Um, where we started terribly, we were able to work ourselves back into the game. This is kind of similar, um, but we seem to be going much better at them. And Collingwood uh, had gone into their shell a bit. You know, I think our players kind of they went to try to play a more slower style of play. Yep. It wasn't working for them. And uh, obviously, um, we saw uh, Langford not long after have another opportunity, missed that one. Yeah, that one was disappointing because, um, yeah, we had all the momentum. You know, Phillips had taken it out of the centre and, you know, hit him beautifully. Um, and that, like, sometimes there's goals in uh, in games, James, where it just feels like that's the one that broke them. Um, mm. And you feel like if he had kicked that one, you know, Collingwood would have dropped their heads. Uh, but it wasn't to be. And unfortunately, it's one of those twists of fate. You know, Collingwood went up the other end after Langford missed that one. And uh, Majacek marked in the pocket and, and kicked the goal and brought it back to a, a draw at 53 apiece. And you just think, yeah, it's a sliding doors moment there, mate. Um, but then we look to be streaming forward toward goal. Um, but, you know, we, uh, we got handball happy and 
Um, hot potato, hot potato. Yeah, and it was just like trying to make it someone else's problem. That's how it felt to me. Um, and it ended up, you know, we, you know, Snelling made a hospital hand pass to um, to Langford. who had to quickly chuck it on the boot and um, manage just the behind. And you think, you know, there's two two opportunities to goal um, that should have been relatively straightforward, but we'd made hard work of it. Um, but then we sent it inside 50 and, uh, yeah, it looked like Draper may have uh, claimed the mark, but the ball spilled out and Draper tapped it to Stringer and he snapped it through off his left, mate. Yeah, fantastic goal by Jakey. Um, and good smarts by, uh, you know, was it Draper who yeah, yeah. Um, palmed it on? Um, yeah, yeah, that's the kind of goal Stringer can kick, you know, like doesn't need much room, um, just gets that momentum forward and, you know, to get out by seven points was pretty good um, after you know, the terrible start. And even though we played well, Collingwood kicked that goal to kind of draw it back. It was good to see us take control of the game again. And, you know, again, we pushed forward and we saw Andy McGrath get a 50-metre penalty, yep. which I've got to say, mate, from where I was sitting on the wing, yep. um, it looked about a 30-metre. Yeah, it was all it was given. Mm. I don't know if that's what it looked like on the TV, but like he should have been much closer to goal than you know where the umpire actually marked the fifty meters. Yeah, I mean, like for mine, I I kind of questioned the the fifty meter penalty. Like, yes, he got um, hit off the ball, like he hadn't taken possession of it, and he was tackled. And yes, they you know got in a slight scuffle, but I don't think it was fifty worthy. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, you know whether it was. A short 50 or not, McGrath's kick towards goal was bloody terrible. Um, Horrible. <laughs> like, and he, he does that thing where he um, he sort of pokes his foot out, um, mm. you know, rather than kicking through the footy. Um, mm. And just it, it never looked likely. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I missed another opportunity there. Merritt mm. then slams Lipinski in the tackle just outside 50, mm. and he was rewarded. And um, strangely, he kicks it to Durham, only 400 metres out near the boundary. And, you know, Merritt was straight in front. Like, yes, he was beyond range, but it just doesn't make sense to me to, to kick to Durham, uh, you know, near the boundary. Um, but fortunately, he passed it to Stringer, um, you know, who shot for goal was a stray, but it was marked by Draper, right on the point post, mate. <laughs> and for a bloke at the start of the season, we are all saying, geez, he needs some work at his kicking. He bloody slotted it, mate. Draper goal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I said to my daughter when he marked that, I said, oh, you know, this could go absolutely anywhere, mm. um, you know, because I had those memories of that, of the forking, but he actually looked quite skilled doing it, you know, mm. and he gave us a little bit of a, uh, I don't know, what do you call that, mate? The old uh, strut. As he, yeah. Uh, he <laughs> sort of uh, as if he's doing the hurdles or something. Yeah. Like <laughs> but, um, yeah, loved the action and really had the crowd up and about, you know, we, the Bomber crowd loved it. Um, yeah, it was a, a great third term and, um, you know, they say premiership footy, mate. Um, for those of you who remember that term and it actually meant something for us, that was a long time <laughs> ago. But um, uh, I was pleasing to see that, you know, we were challenged a couple of times by Collingwood, we were still able to power forward. Mm. Um, and you just knew Collingwood had everything riding on this game. They needed to win to go into the top four. Um, so I was really going to be interested on in how we attacked the last term. Would we still try and um, be attacking or would we try and save the game, even though, you know, 30 minutes is a long time to save the game? Mm. But, um, you know, very early in that quarter, mate, um, 
Mike Welby. Yeah, mate. Second. That's it, mate. Um, I mean, we started off that quarter 14 points up and uh, Guelphy, um, yeah, got taken in the tackle inside our 50. Um, yeah, I, I think, honestly, Noble didn't realise he didn't have the footy. It was sort of a, one of those ones where, um, you know, he, he couldn't see it. But uh, anyway, the uh, the free was paid and Guelphy was good enough to go back and slot it. So that was... Um, that was bloody excellent. And he was right on 50, James, which um, mm. I thought, you know, it was a good leg from, from Guelphy to kick it, kick it true. Um, and then we saw, um, you know, Stringer. Yeah, he looked to be bloody storming in for goal, uh, but he missed a lot. And you think, bloody hell, like that's, <laughs> that would have really got us up and about. Yeah. Um, and that's where, you know, things started to go uh, a bit pear-shaped for us. You know, we saw, um, you know, Maynard had been subbed out uh, and Carmichael came in. Um, uh, and we saw McCreary have a ping for goal. He missed. Um, but then Langford hit Hind on the wing, who sent it up beautifully to Snelling, who hit Durham inside 50. But uh, he was inaccurate uh, before Stringer made a big tackle in the pocket. And he wasn't able to kick it. So, yeah, we had plenty of opportunities, um, but wasn't able to uh, capitalise. And then Carmichael, who had just entered the game, um, made his presence felt. Um, he kicked, you know, uh, what three goals, um, you know, in that in that quarter. Um, I think it's two, wasn't it? Uh, one, two, yeah, two. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So he kicked that that goal. Then uh, Jamie Elliott, we saw uh, get up for a goal. Carmichael again kicked one. Uh, Ash Johnson had a shot, uh, but. Was astray, um, yeah. Before right at the right at the end, you know Harrison Jones, and he, it was great work for him to um, chase down Howe and nail him in that tackle. Um, yeah, and what thirty five out, yeah, basically straight in front. Yeah, you imagine he would have slotted that through. He took all his time, which was great, uh, but unfortunately, you know, hit the post. Um, so just a point there, and yeah, then. Uh, yeah, the ball went straight up the other end, too bloody quickly, too bloody easily. And uh, yeah, Jamie Elliott kicked the goal after the siren to to win the game for Collingwood. And uh, yeah, that was all she wrote. Uh, Collingwood getting up 12 goals, 8, 80 to our 11 goals, 10, 76. And just to let you know, mate, it was 35 seconds ago after Harrison Jones had had that shot at goal. Mm. So... To think in 35 seconds, um, the ball went coast to coast and an, un, an uncontested mark, really, by um, Jamie Elliott in the 50 uh, is pretty poor and, like, you know, much uh, discussed, uh, you know, as it should be in the media. And, uh, you know, for all this pain, you just hope it does resonate with them, you know, and they put in better strategies. But, uh GS supporters really copy, you know, while they're learning, so to speak. Uh, we're yeah. copying the, you know, we're invested, you know, every game. So, like, gee, it's a difficult one to take. And, um, yeah, just, you know, I think we're hardened to it in some way because if we're going to lose a game, it's going to be us, you know, like this kind of game, like where everything goes wrong. You know, like, just I get the gut feel, mate. Since Sararakis uh, kicked that winning goal on Anzac Day, mm. so many close games we've lost to Collingwood. Um, yeah, it's bloody unbearable. <laughs> yeah, like, 
as I said, I just think that, uh, you know, I'm sick of it. I want us to stand for something as a club. And, um, yeah, let's hope that, uh, you know, all of this hurt that we're coming this year, uh, we're going to have some good times next year, hopefully. Oh, well, mate, it's only been 20 years of it, so um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <sorry. laughs> I'm sure it'll turn around. Yeah. Uh, I've been saying to my friends, you know, like, she, um, Essendon, like that used car salesman, like, mm. you know, they give you so much hope. You're buying, you know, or you're investing your time into a great machine, um, only for it to fail so many times and generally near the end of the season. But, um, yeah, no, disappointing. And, um, yeah, again, you know, the, the sub really stood out to me you know, in that last quarter. You know, with, you know, Carmichael coming on and making an impact and, you know, our sub not doing much at all. And, yep. yeah, it's just uh, yeah, another one we're going to put in the loss column. Um, you know, what else to say, mate? Well, I guess we'll play North next week and, you know, I've just heard they've um, had a bit of a COVID outbreak, mate. Um, so I think they're four of their players and their coach at the moment have you know, been infected. So uh, the seven days should be up for uh, Lee Adams, who's the coach of North at the moment. Um, so he should be able to coach the game, but the players will be in doubt because they won't be able to do any training throughout the week. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, I mean, and that still doesn't fill me much much confidence. I mean. Um, you know, it's, it's a game we should win, um, but, you know, uh, I guess we'll see what, what Essendon side comes out on the day. Yeah. Um, well, let's have a break, mate, um, and we'll go straight into our votes right after it. And you're listening to Don's Cast as we discuss the Bombers' four-point loss to the Magpies. And, mate, uh, let's roll into the votes. And as always, you go first. Absolutely, mate. Um, yeah, a bit of a, a tough one because, uh, yeah, there were a couple of standout players, which I think everyone will notice. But uh, then there were yeah, a few role players. Um, and, uh, yeah, I guess I'll go from the bottom as always. And I thought um, Ben Hobbs... Uh, yeah, absolutely deserves a vote. So you got one from me. Um, yeah, 15 disposals um, and five tackles. So we went really hard at it, James. And you could see him a number of times, you know, go in and under to win the footy. Uh, and I think he, he did that to, uh, to pretty good effect. Um, actually went at 80%, 80% disposal. So he used it fairly well. Had the eight contested possessions. So half of his possession count was uh, contested. Uh, so I thought it was great work. And uh uh, so one vote for Benny Hobbs. Uh, for two votes, I went for Mac Guelphie. I thought, um, you know, to kick two goals and they were, yeah, not, they weren't gimmies. Um, so he uh, he did done pretty well there. Actually racked up the seventy disposals, um, which which surprised me. Uh, but you know, he, as much as he, you know, on the stat sheet he, he did butcher it. He only went at fifty eight point eight percent, but. Um, you know, his actual effort, tenacity um, was there all game. Yeah, three tackles, um, took six marks, um, yeah, had a clearance and 
yeah, I thought was pretty effective in his role as that, uh, I suppose, defensive small forward at the end of the day. So I gave him the two. Uh, three votes went for Dylan Shield. I thought, yeah, his running carry was uh, was a real weapon on the day and he used that to good effect um, on several occasions. Um, again, I, I do just wish he would, uh, you know, be a bit more selfish at times and, and have a ping, you know, take that responsibility on and, um, you know, run inside 50. Ended up racking up the 30 disposals, um, you know, which is, which is pretty decent. But a lot of those are handballs, so 17 handballs of that. Uh, where he does have that real penetrating leg uh, we know he's capable of. Uh, made three tackles, had the four clearances, and um, yeah, got us 503 metres game. So I thought he had a yeah, pretty decent game for us. Uh, for the four votes, I went for uh, Sammy Draper. I thought he was um, absolutely fantastic, Jane. Um, he really commanded um, a bit of an aerial presence, um, took six big marks and a lot of those were actually defensive um, end. And I thought that was absolutely fantastic because we, you know, we don't have any huge monsters down there. So for him to go up and, uh, you know, compete with the likes of, you know, Majacek, uh, Cox, who are, um, you know, pretty solid bodies um, and uh, yeah, do so well there, I thought was fantastic. Uh, to kick that goal was bloody brilliant, but just the physicality showed throughout the game, I thought was fantastic. Um, yeah, had the seven clearances as well. Uh, so brilliant work. Loved what he's doing. So uh, four votes to Sammy Draper. But for the five votes, I uh, couldn't go past Zach Merritt. Um, it wasn't his disposal count, like 38. Um, like that, That's good and all. But it's it's what he did with the footy, mate. And it wasn't just that he was getting, uh, you know, gimme handballs here and there. He actually got nine clearances, um, which is fantastic. Ran the ball, like got 630 metres gained. It's fantastic. Uh, as well as two goal assists. Um, uh, and probably could have had a few more goal assists if the boys had kicks straight, uh, to be honest. Um, uh, his disposal efficiency you know, did suffer a bit. He only went at 60.5%. Um, but, yeah, he didn't stop trying you know, trying to get in better positions, um, had the seven score involvements. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, generally set us up you know, pretty well in play. So I thought he was absolutely fantastic on the night and deserved the five. How about yourself, mate? How'd you read it? Yeah, very similar. Um, I think the top echelon, 100% correct. Uh, yeah, I went five for merit. Um, thought he really, you know, hit a few laser booms, mate, where he uh, really, really uh, cut through to Collins' defence and um, really set up our forward thrust. Um, and as I say, he probably wasn't as clean as we expect him to be always, but I still think he was the most damaging player on the ground. Um, so I gave him the five. I gave four to Sam Draper. And as you said, mate, that aerial presence, you know, we've been calling out for it. He's been averaging about one or two marks a game, it seemed. Yeah, he's jumped that up to six. And there were some contested marks there, mate, some really big ones that um, they were really important for him to take down in that Pies forward line. Um, and, you know, for him to kick that goal as well was fantastic. And love the celebration. Um, yeah, it would have been great if uh, could have continued on, you know, after the game with a win. But um, you yeah, know, fantastic game by Sam Draper. Three votes to Dylan Shield again, mate. I, I concur with you. He's got to run in and take his opportunity. Sometimes I know in that first term, mate, he could have ran into thirty. There was no one near him. He just slowed to a gallop, you know, mm-hmm. right there to a walk. You know, um, yeah, I just wish he'd had that confidence to go. Right, I'm taking the game on. They're going to come at me, and it may create opportunities for players to get free 
because the defenders have to rush at him. Hmm. Uh, but when you just stand on, you know, beyond the 50, um, you know, you make it easy for the opposition. So, um, yeah, I just hope he's getting coached in that because he had a couple of opportunities during the game where he could have ran much closer to goal and had a ping. Hmm. And that was when he was in his All-Australian year for the, the Giants. That's what he used to do, bomb goals from 50. Now he's got a long leg on him. Um, yeah, he just, yeah, he's got to get back to that, I think. But uh, his comeback since that Sydney game, mate, is nothing short of, like, admirable, you know. Like, he's yeah. really propelled his game. Uh, I think he still leads the league in clearances, um, which is amazing, you know. Of all the players that we think, you know, Cripps and uh, Neil and all that, um, but still in Sheila leads the league in clearances. So uh, he's, you know... Certainly elite in that category. Um, yeah, the, I gave two votes, maybe it might seem a bit strange, to uh, Jake Kelly. Um, and I think it's a, he's kind of earned this over many weeks. Mm. Uh, he's done a masterclass on those small forwards, you know, something we used to really struggle with. Yep. Um, you know, we've given him, um, you know, he really cut us up on Grand, oh no, not Grand Final Day, oh, that's a long time ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, on um, Anzac Day, sorry. Um, you know, like, you know, thankfully they've learnt, you know, don't put Dyson Heppel, you know, deep back, you know, because mm. the players were just, you know, marching around him. Um, and, hey, this is the reason we recruited him. And just look at the jobs he's done, you know, uh, on ranking in last week. Um, uh, then you've got, like, uh, Charlie Cameron the week before. You know, he's really stepped up his game on those small boards and... Um, you know, they used to be the, the teams or the players that, of the opposition teams that used to cut us up. So, you know, I just thought he did a great job and, um, yeah, I wanted to reward him. And I gave one vote to Mac Welty. Um, again, mate, similar to you, um, just loved his tenacious work that he does. Um, only uh, attributed to three tackles, but he puts a lot of pressure on the ball. Handler. Um, so, and, you know, kicked a couple of goals, which was, Pretty valuable. Uh, and apologies to Nick Martin. I really wanted to get him a vote too because I thought he played pretty well throughout the game. But um, yeah, that can only get five in, so that's my five. Um, where are we standing, mate? At the end of what was that round nineteen? Certainly, is mate. Um, Friday, so I'll go through it uh, from the bottom as always. So one vote to Jackie Stringer, two votes each to Zerk Thatcher and Dan Brosio, three votes apiece to Cutler and Hebel. Five votes each to Durham, Langford and Waterman. Six votes to Andy McGrath. Seven to Zach Reed. Eight to Jordan Ridley. Nine to Ben Hobbs. Twelve to Caldwell. Fourteen for Matt Guelphie. Sixteen apiece to Jake Kelly and Archie Perkins. Eighteen to Laverty. Twenty-seven to Sammy Draper. Forty to Peter Wright. Forty-four for Nick Martin. Dylan Shield. Oh, sorry, Darcy Parrish on fifty-four. Mason Ribbon on fifty-five. Uh, Nick Hind on 56, Dylan Shield on 59. Uh, and then out in front, we've got Zachy Merritt with 73 Don's cast medal votes. Mm, so Zach's starting to pull away, isn't he now? Um, mm. you know, Darcy uh, Parrish went out. You know, he's been you know, injured for a few weeks now, mate. And, um, you know, he's probably fallen off a bit from the top three now. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, is that with Zach Merritt the way he's going? You think he's going to win back to back at the moment, but um, 
know, Essendon, you can never take it for granted. He's likely to get an early injury next week and sit out the rest of the year and give yeah. someone else an opportunity. Uh, someone else an opportunity. But um, uh, it's a great way because you remember that long-term injury we thought he was going to have and to think he only missed a couple of weeks. And, yeah, he's pretty scrappy when he first come back. But, you know, he's, he's put on a mile of work since he's mm. come back. So yep. really good work by him. All right, well, let's have our final break and come back with By the Numbers. And you're listening to Don's Cast and we... As always, go by the numbers. And, mate, where do we start? No other than Andy McGrath with number one. Yeah, Andy had a, I know, an indifferent game for mine, Jamie. Certainly wasn't effective as he has been last couple of weeks. Um, yeah, racked up the 16 disposals. Um, and, yeah, he, yeah, when it's 75% disposal efficiency, but he didn't seem to be, um, you know, all that damaging for mine. Um he did make three tackles and did make some good defensive efforts, you know, to get a, a fist in here and there or, um, you know, to, to press the ball carrier. Uh, but I just didn't think he had a, a massive game. What about yourself? Yeah, the same. Like he's like he's playing in a better position now, playing in that offensive role, um, yep. which is good. So these are the kind of games that I can stomach, you know, and you know, I'd much rather see a game like this than trying to push him into the middle to get, you know, cheap possessions and you know, kick over his shoulder, if you know what I mean. So, um, yeah, look, it, you know, certainly wasn't one of his better games, but uh, yeah, he, he definitely put a lot of pressure on the players for the, uh, Collingwood, and that's all you can ask from your defensive players. Yeah. Uh, Sammy Draper, mate, we both gave him, you know, second best on ground for us. Um, you know, we're really pleased with his marking over you know, six marks, and um, yeah, yeah, you know, he still. Tried to take the game on, which I enjoy. Absolutely, mate. Now, rip a game from Sammy Draper and, uh, yeah, loving what he's putting out there. Kyle Langford, mate, is a game where he, you know, you know, missed that easy shot at goal. Um, and then he was given the, the one that he had to kind of leave onto his boot. And that, that went astray, but he still kicked one goal. And, yeah, it wasn't as damaging as the weeks before. And, you know, I think Collingwood put a bit of work into him, uh, Realising you know, he can be a dangerous player. Yeah, well, he only racked up the nine disposals, Jamie. And he know, we know like he can read the play uh, fairly well. So, um, yeah, I sort of wondered whether it was you know the the pies putting time into him and not allowing him that run at the ball um, uh, that he that he might usually have, um, or whether he, you know he, he was still I suppose suffering some uh, you know. After results from yeah coming back from injury for a while, so you know whether the the fitness required has caught up with him, having to back it up week in week out. Um, like so, he had a an okay game, um, but certainly we you know we know him to be more accurate in front of goals than he was, um, and certainly he's able to find the footy you know a lot more freely than he uh, put out on the day. So I couldn't say any more than like an okay performance for, for Langford. Yeah, uh, just an average game for him, I thought. Um, Jai Caldwell um, did a bit of defensive work early on Pendlebury. Um, and, yeah, I thought he 
did pretty well there, but um, he's a bit scrappy by boot. He still has six tackles, mate, so he's he works very hard in there. But a lot of handballs, just ten handballs and five kicks, you know. Like, um, so yeah, I, I didn't know what to make of his game. I wouldn't say that it was damaging at all, but um, he certainly has a go. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, like he he picked up enough of the footy, like with the fifteen disposals, but I just don't think he used it that well, mate. Um, you know, his his kicks were like even though he went eighty percent. He just didn't seem, um, you know, like damaging. Like the, he went, I suppose, safe and options behind the play rather than, um, you know, blokes who were running through or, you know, allowing us to, to run onto it. Um, so, like, he done his, he done all the hard stuff. So six tackles, five clearances, which is fantastic. Um, but I think, you know, obviously, and if you're playing against Pendlebury, you're going to have a pretty tough day. And he did keep Pendlebury largely quiet. Um, so you give him full props for that, um, but yeah, not his most um, most outstanding day. No. Um, well, Zach Merritt, we've already given him best time, mate. Not much to add, but um, you know, good play. And I know he's copped a lot of heat uh, from David King and so forth. You know, basically, him saying, you know, if you want to be captain next year, you've got to take some more leadership and you know, get your players set up well. You know really pinpointing that last, you know, 35 seconds of the game. Yeah. Um, so I'd be interested to see what uh, he takes from that. But um, I think that's fair criticism um, because, yeah, the footage is pretty bad of those uh, leaders, you know, running just in the middle of the ground, ha- hovering around uh, Jones in the hope that he kicked the goal. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, again, uh, as Walsfold said, that'll be part of our learnings. Yeah, well, that's it. But... Uh... No, Zach Merritt, outstanding game. Um, no, good on him. Yeah. Uh, ben Hobbs, mate, uh, I can see why you gave him a vote. I thought he was very good as well. And I loved his one touch, yeah, picking the ball up in traffic and better than some of those veterans, you know. Like, um, yep. And I'm really excited what this guy can do, you know, as he gets stronger. Um, you know, I think, I think he's still 18. Yeah, he's still 18 years of age. Um mm. So he's uh he's had a great first season, um and yeah I thought he had a pretty good game on the day. He did, mate. Um yeah, Ripper. I mean yeah I gave him votes. Thought his um his work in and under was outstanding, and uh, yeah he's a very tough player, Hobbsy. Um so I'm loving how he goes about it. Yeah, um Dill Shield again. Um we gave him third best on for us. Um again you know, thirty disposals. Um, We'd like to see him have a ping at those goals when he gets some space. And um, I guess that's our only criticism of his game, really, at the moment. Um, you know, but uh, I thought he tried as hard as anyone out there, and that's all you can ask for. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, you know, obviously got, got votes from us. So, um, no, I thought, yeah, played, a, uh, played another solid game for us. Um, yeah, do wish he'd pin the ears back at times, but... Um, no, I think his his performance is um, certainly uh, yeah been much improved since that Sydney game. So well done, Dylan Shield. Will Snelling he found a lot more of the footy than he has been. Yeah, with the twenty disposals, just six kicks though, fourteen handballs, five marks and eight tackles. Like and there's a stat line that's pretty interesting reading. And yeah, you know, to go at seventy five percent as well, you would think oh that's a player that's had a real impact, but it didn't feel like that to me, mate. And, you know, largely because you know, he didn't kick the footy, and, and when he did, 
it had no penetration on the ball. Yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, I don't want to, um, you know, pile on the bloke, but uh, yeah, certainly wasn't his his best game. Um, I mean, he'd hope better for the run, but I certainly hope he gets a run in the in the two soon um, because uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, he's certainly not uh, as effective as we know he can be. Yeah, uh, Jordan Ridley, mate, it's a strange game for him. Uh, like he got his usual eighteen. Disposals and it's usually 16 kicks and two ambles like he does. Mm, yep. Seven marks, so he's strong marking. But I've got to say with his kicking, um, that's one thing that's kind of gone backwards this year, I thought. You know, um, he's really doing these 15-metre chip kicks a lot of the time. There's no real penetration on his leg either. And, um, you know, usually he could hit a 45-metre pass, you know, no problems. Mm. But he seems content to go for these little dinky kicks and, I just don't think it suits a player of his ability. No, it doesn't, mate. Um, yeah, we all know he's he's, he's certainly uh, a much bigger player than that. I mean, he did play a solid game. I think, um, you know, he took seven marks. Um, you know, when he used the footy, um, you know, towards the uh, you know, forward line, used it to good effect. Got, you know, sort of four score involvements there, eight intercept possessions, um, you know, six contested. So he did play a solid game, but... Certainly, uh, yeah, we know his um, his ability is uh, yeah far greater than the I suppose the outcome we're, we're getting at the moment. So, um, yep, solid, but um, yeah, you'd still like to see more from Jordan Ridley. Yeah, well, he's, he was our. I, I thought him and Merritt were usually our most elite kicking, but uh, mm. you know, kicking players. But I, I can't say that about him the way he's played this year, especially. Mm. Um, but as you say, it's not like he's playing terribly. But it's just uh, he was heading into the elite classes after his fourth season, you know. Yeah. And I just feel like he's come down a bit, you know, whether that's a, you know, he's had some injuries in the previous season, um, mm. whether that's got any ill effect. But um, I, was just, I also think it's the club, you know, persistent in him to play a key position role. Um, yeah. still think his best foot is third up. Um, but I digress as we go on to Jaden Laverde. Um, again, um, Jaden always does his job. You know, had the three tackles, seven marks again. Like, you know, such good, he, he plays so well for a player that's so undersized. Um, yeah. You know, I just think uh, you know, for him to, you know, I think he would be better suited if we could maybe get a, uh, a larger size key back. He, he could be even more damaging, you know, with his marking ability uh, to come across. But, um, yeah, you know, just a... A decent or average uh, Laverty game where he's pretty dependable, but um, yeah, he didn't really stand out. Yeah, um, like there was a couple of plays. I think it was in the uh, either early in the fourth quarter or um, you know towards the back end of the third quarter, we uh, made a few intercept um, marks. Um, yeah, up towards the wing, which is uh, really good. He, he does read the play so well. Um, used the ball fairly well. Went at eighty four point six percent, which is good. Um, yeah, had the seven marks, so yeah, showed his you know, good ability to read the play. But as you say, like he had a solid game, but um, yeah, you couldn't say he was um, yeah, anything greater than that. Um, but still a yeah, defendable defend- defender, which um, you know, if that's your if that's your worst, um, yeah, I guess you take that. Yeah, that's right. Like I said, there's certainly not a criticism of his game. It just you know, obviously, um, he's not usually someone who's going to set you up and attack too often. He's more going to be saving 
uh, saving player. But um, Nick Hine, mate, um, I didn't think it was one of his better games. He still found it, you know, 19 disposals, 15 kicks, four handballs, seven marks again. Um, only the one tackle. I think, you know, that's where something he could improve, you know, with his speed. Um, put a bit more uh, body pressure on your pies, um, especially early in the game. Um, but, yeah, he went at 95% disposal efficiency, which is pretty good. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, I just felt he wasn't in our best, but he was uh, certainly serviceable. Yeah, he was, mate. Um, yeah, I think, you know, again, like, he, he, he does read the play very well, and I think... Um, you know, to take seven marks, like shows he keeps presenting and, and giving an option um, as that outlet sort of kick. Um, I don't think, you know, the Pies allowed him to play that running game that he, he does like to play. Um, yeah, they, they kept a, a pretty tight check on him. Um, he did play a solid game, uh, but certainly wasn't outstanding on the night. Yeah, just couldn't get that run. You know, that, mm. as you said, I think the Pies did put a bit of work on preventing that. Yep. Um, and, like, I think losing Redmond had a big loss in that as well because um, usually those two kind of play in tandem, you know, taking the game on. Yep. And uh, when Redmond went off, um, obviously a lot of it fell on Nick Hines' uh, shoulders So, mm. and it was easier for Collingwood to prevent his running. Um, Peter Wright kicked his three goals, mate, uh, you know, had the 12 disposals, 11 kicks, one amble, Eight marks, you know, pretty strong marks as well at times. And uh, kicked three goals. I thought uh, it was a pretty good game by Peter Wright. And he actually got a coach's vote. Um, not sure by which coach, but he got a coach's vote during the game. Um, so one of the coaches really valued it. Yeah, I mean, I guess I can see why, because quite often, you know, particularly, you know, early in that second quarter, um, where yeah, we were trying to fight back into the game, but we just don't have that. Um, that player in the middle of the ground um, who you know, provides a strong marking option. Um, but Peter Wright, you know, ran up the ground and I suppose sacrificed his, um, you know, time down forward to present that marking option. Now that obviously meant he was kicking inside the forward line and, um, you know, rather than, you know, going for, for marks and all the rest of it. But I thought it was good. He was uh, at least presenting that option. Um, yeah, you'd rather him stay home Um no one he can he can clunk and uh, you know generally kick straight, um, but yeah you know, his work rate you know was was fairly good in the day. Obviously to kick three goals uh, you take that every day of the week, um, but I still think you know in terms of running patterns I am worried Jane about um, all of our forwards converging on the one footy all the time. You know Harry Jones, Peter Wright. Um, you know, Sammy Draper sometimes you've got three big blokes flying for the one footy um, you know if it, if it falls out where to then we've got like, everyone's drawn to that one footy we've got no one for that outlet kick uh, if indeed it comes so um, that's not a obviously not a criticism of Peter Wright um, but it's a forward line structure that I think really needs addressing um, but I think you know Peter Wright um, you know, had, a, had a pretty good day um, you know with the three goals uh, now, Dyson Heppel, if you read his stat line, uh, sounds impressive. 26 disposals, 17 kicks, 9 handballs, 11 marks, and 4 tackles. So that sounds like a game worthy of both. And he used the ball at 81%. But, gee, mate, he made some clangers. And, um, yeah, you know, I said his efforts are always there. But, um, 
Yeah, I just thought, um, again, it's just, I don't know, are we being too harsh on him? But I seem to pick up his flaws more than his good play, you know. <clears throat> it's not to say he doesn't provide anything because he, he is brave and so forth. He's always been that. But, um, yeah, I just think at times, especially when the game is there to be won, I thought he uh, kind of made, made some skill errors and so forth that really stood out. Yeah, he did, mate. And I think that's kind of the the mantle you wear as a leader. Like, yep, you're the you're the captain and you're, you're given sort of praise and everything for that. But um, when things go badly, and they have quite often for Essendon, um, you obviously wear the wrap there. So, um, yeah, and, and to me, um, you know, realistically, if, if you're saying, you know, as the captain, you're an on-field general to, to get everyone in line, make sure they're sticking to the structures and the game plan that you've been working on throughout the pre-season and throughout the rest of this season. Um, and then for us to, you know, effectively crap the bed at the at the end of the game, Jamin, and just allow that football out um, yeah, to go up to, to Elliot. Um, that's where your captain is supposed to stick in and say, nah, boys, back to your positions. Yeah, it'd be great if Harry Jones, you know, kicks the goal, but you can't all converge on the on the bloke there and then leave us open, um, you know, if he doesn't kick it through. I think um, to me is, yeah, he, he showed some good bits of play, a couple of good tackles uh, in the game. Um, but, but if you effectively lose sight of the game um, by saying, oh, let's all, all get around him, it's all nice to be, you know, um, you know, cuddly and, and want to you know, hug everyone after the game and everything, Jane. But um, these are the moments you, you earn your crust as a um, as a leader. Um, and I think he he did um, you know lose sight of the of the game and um, you know, want to focus on that moment uh, for for Harry Jones um, rather than sort of the side defending the ground. So that's the stuff that um, that does get reflected on Heppel's performance for mine. Um, yeah, so I'm just going to jump in there, mate. But the only problem is, and I agree with what you're saying, Heppel wasn't on the ground. Um, at that time, Heppel was sitting on the bench. Um, and this is another criticism of David King, saying how can you have your captain uh, be sitting on the bench when the game's there to be won? Um, so that's where, you know, from, from yeah, you know, and it shouldn't just fall on Dyson to do it as the captain, uh, yeah, this is where his criticism was largely of Merritt, Sheil and McGrath, who are all mm. seen as leaders. They were the ones converging. And, um, yeah, again, Tyson Heppel, uh, our captain, was on the bench um, when, you know, the game was there to be won. And, you know, he played most of the game, but not to have him out there when it counted most. Mm. Uh, that was David King's criticism. But as you're right, mate, uh, like I said, the, someone has to take onus of that and say, you know, what what are we doing here? We, you know, what could happen? You know, if the if he misses, what, you know, the pies are going to only go up. They would have known there was only a minute or so to go in the game. But they've got a plan for the worst, you know, like, and that's what didn't happen. And um, yeah, sorry to jump in, but I just. I'll have to defend him when he's not on the ground, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, that's, that's fair enough. It all caught my whack there. Um, yeah. But, I mean, uh, yeah, that's – so that's that's on the coaches. That's on the leadership group. Um, yeah. But, um, 
yeah, so I think, yep, stat sheet's nice, but, um, you know, you're there to line the team up. Um, yep. and, exactly, yeah. Yeah, and despite that that end of the game thing, you know, that first quarter, we had no one to stem the bleeding. I, I certainly didn't see um, you know, Dyson Hebel, um, you know, leading the charge there. And, like, the other thing I was going to think of, if he's on the bench, you know, surely they could act like they were going to try and get him on the ground. He should have been screaming. I know the ground's pretty loud. It's hard to hear. But, like, yeah, it would have been great to see if there was any vision of him just screaming out to the guys, hey, guys, set up. You know, like, yeah, it would have, might have been pointless in the big crowd. But um, it would have been good to get that footage to see if there was that kind of mindset from Dyson, if he could identify, hey, this is what could happen. You know, even have an input, like as a captain, I'm sure there's room for him to say to the runner, hey, get them out there, you know, you know get them alert, you know, that kind of stuff. But again, that comes there to coaching as well. But, I, I mean, the fact that, you know, and again, it feels like only us would lose a game like this, you know. It's just crazy stuff to think. 35 seconds you can lose a game and yeah. from coast to coast. Um, so disappointing, but, yeah. Um, what about Sam Durham, mate? He, he had a what they call a triple-double. Um, he had 23 disposals, 10 kicks, 13 handballs, and 10 marks. You know, so there's your three, um, three over double digits uh, or double digits. Um, so like, you would have liked to see what that goal in the last term go through. You know, obviously... Had a good go at it, but um, couldn't get it through. But I thought he ran pretty hard throughout the game. And, um, you know, like again, we've, we've kind of called it throughout the year. We'd like to see him take more tackles. Like, he's only had one tackle for the game. And for the amount that he works and runs, so I think he could do better than that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and I mean, like, for mine, like, and you just keep persisting this bloke because he just he tries and tries and tries all game. And, um you know, he if he doesn't half a con, half a contest, um, you know, he you know usually comes out on top. But um, his lack of tackling technique has, um, you know, obviously been a flaw in his game. Um, uh, so, yep, yeah, you love him to work on that. But um, uh, yeah, I think he had a, a solid game without being um, outstanding. Mine. Yeah, uh, Harry Jones, mate. Yeah, he had a bit more of the footy than he has the last few weeks. Um, you know, he took some good marks and you know, one that wasn't paid all pretty much contested for kind of marking. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought, yeah, he took the four contested. Um, yeah, and I thought, you know, like he's kicking for goals, been a bit off. I remember, uh, I think in that second season of his, um, he was like a dead eyed dick, right? Um, yeah, he was a pretty good set shot of goal. Um, well, I think we all remember that Hawthorne game of round one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Where he kind of fluffed it, but um, yeah, he's usually pretty reliable, but he's been a bit iffy of late. And yeah, as uh, Truck Rutten said uh, in his presser, you know, um, Harry wants to be the man who has that moment. Mm. Yeah, he would have loved to go on back and ice the game, but you know, it wasn't to be. And uh, you know, um, yeah, I certainly don't put any blame for that loss on uh, Harry Jones. Yeah, I, was, I saw some pretty poor. Comments made on, especially on blitz surrounding this guy. Mm. Um, you know, uh, look, we all have the right to, and, and like it might sound like contradictory. You know, we've we've gone pretty hard at Braden Ham over the year, but um, these guys are human as well. Um, so, 
and we can't treat them as like they're definitely doing things to to harm us. Like they they want the best for their opportunities as well. Yep. Um, and I, I saw some pretty low commentary around that miss. Um, and I really hope he doesn't read it because you know it's, it's not very good for. I, I don't like that stuff. You know when it gets really personal. Um, and certainly he didn't deserve to. Um, what he did it you know, from some quarters, yeah, you know, we're disappointed he didn't kick a goal, but yeah, no need to get you know nasty in my eyes anyway. Yep, no, absolutely agree with that, James. Um, I, I will say that um, yeah, the difference between um, you know um, Braden Ham and, and Jones is you know Jones, you can see the uh, the promise there. He doesn't lack for um, you know going at the footy, um, you know, flying for his marks or anything like that. Um, so yeah, for, for people to have a crack at him, um, yeah, it's pretty low. He's still a young kid, um, and you can see it in him. Like he, um, he's absolutely got the talent. He's absolutely he up to it. Um, uh, just unfortunately, didn't didn't work out for him on the night. Um, so uh, yeah, uh, look, he at the end of the day, he's he's kicked a goal, took a couple of nice marks. Yeah, it'll be it'll be better for the experience in the long run. Um, obviously, he would probably be feeling pretty down on himself, uh, but you just hope the boys get around him and say, "Next time, mate. Next time, yeah." And they'll back him in. So, um, uh, no, I think he, yeah, he showed a bit. Um, not his greatest game, but um, yeah, you can certainly see all the signs of, that he's going to be a real player, mate. Yeah, Jake Stringer wasn't his best game, mate. Um, you know, he wasn't through lack of effort. Has seven tackles, which is Really good, and yeah, you know, he had some real high volume running to try and add tackles as well. You know, he's he's been adding that to his game the last few weeks. He did it against Gold Coast as well when he forced them to. You know, I think it was. Uh, can you remember the, the backman? Was it Lacocious who was running out? And, um, yeah, Lacocious. Yeah. yeah, he really tracked him down, and he gets some real speed behind himself, uh, Jake. But um, yeah, unfortunately, he wasn't as uh, damaging with his you know, kicking at goal as you said. He only went. 47% uh, disposal efficiency. Uh, oh, I made a sure of that. Um, disposal efficiency. Um, and, you know, like, he was good in tight, I thought, when he went into the clearances. Yeah, he got the ball out a few times and got us on our way. Um, kicked a really nice goal, but, you know, he had, had more opportunities than uh, than what he uh, actually produced. And, yeah, it was, uh, like I said, uh, just a game that, yeah, you know, probably below par for him. Yeah, um, yeah, it was. I mean, uh, like he did rack up the seven tackles, which is excellent, um, and the five clearances. Um, but yeah, again, we know he's capable of much more. I uh, would love to see him, you know, kick a kick a few goals um, rather than just the one. Um, certainly had, you know, a couple of opportunities which normally he'd sort of nail, um, but just wasn't able to get it done in the night. So. Look, not his best game, but um, you know, certainly defensively was putting the effort in. So, um, uh, yeah, an okay game from Jakey, I'd say. Um, Jake Kelly, oh, sorry, I'm going to jump in your head. Uh, Mason Redmond, mm-hmm. we really missed him, mate, after he went out. Um, mm-hmm. And he had the 10 disposals, um, obviously went off early, um, just after half time, I believe. And, yeah. and nine kicks, one handball, one mark. Two tackles, but it's just the pressure he puts on the uh, defensive players. Uh, sorry, on the offensive players, and um, we really missed him because he's got a real uh, macho about himself. About you know, 
I think he really instills confidence around the boys as well with his um, you know, dare. And, mm. um, you know, I'm sure Nick Hine missed him as well, you know, because yeah. would have opened up the play for him. Yeah. Let's hope it was not too serious of an injury. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. We really missed him um, after halftime. Um, you know, he's, he's just tenacity at the footy and the, and the ball carrier and um, his actual use of the footy was... Um, was really good too. So as you say, like hopefully he's not out for uh, for too long, if at all. Um, and in any case, um, yeah, you hope he uh, recovers well because uh, yeah, when you're coughing up blood, that's uh, that's never a good thing. No. Um, yeah. So Jake Kelly, I actually gave him, you know a couple of votes, mate. I, I thought he um, you know gained maybe I'm rewarding him over many weeks rather than just this game, but uh, I still have those memories of. Ginevan, uh, you know, really torching us on Anzac Day. And to see him held to zero and, um, you know, the, the, when you look at Kelly's stats, he doesn't always get registered as a tackle, has one tackle, he doesn't have any. Um, but uh, so his disposals are just 11 disposals uh, and four marks. Uh, but, uh, you know, with him, it's not about getting the ball, it's more about stopping your opponent. And I thought he did that very well. Yeah, he did, mate. Um, like, he did play a, a real lockdown role um, on Ginevan. Certainly, he didn't touch the footy um, all that much. Um, and, uh, yeah, he did get involved in it, um, yeah, with, with trying to, yeah, provide an outlet option. So, the four marks um, and, uh, yeah, use the ball relatively, um, you know, well, when it's sort of 90 90.9% out of the limited touches he's had. Um, so I'd say a solid game from Jake Kelly, uh, yeah, without being outstanding. Yeah, um, Brendan Zirk-Thatcher, um, obviously he's not there to be a possession winner, just the seven disposals, um, six kicks, one handball, four marks and a couple of tackles. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah you can always see him working hard defensively. Um, yeah, obviously he wasn't a standout as much as uh, his last previous games to this, but... Um, yeah, like I said, I still thought he was pretty serviceable. Yeah, he was, mate. Um, you know, you could, a couple of times he uh, you know, took some real solid marks, like showed some real composure. Um, but I still think, I think he did get overawed a bit um, by how well Collingwood were entering it inside 50. I mean, you know, for, for Johnson to get so many marks as he did, um, you know, later in the game for um, uh, for the, you know, the Collingwood um, sub to, to come in and um, you know, Carmichael to come in and kick, kick a couple. Um, yeah, you would have hoped we could uh, fight those out a bit. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a full defensive lineup as opposed to one one man, but I just thought they um, uh, they out, out uh, played us uh, too easily in the back line. And I think his ability to influence was, uh, was limited. Um, but uh, yeah, look, you know, um, had the three intercept possessions, a um, couple of contested possessions. So he, he did try hard, but I just think, um, yeah, he did have his uh, his numbers lowered on the day. Yeah. Um, Braden Hare, mate, our sub, mm-hmm. came on just after half time and had one disposal. Yeah. Uh, um, and, and with that, you know, four metres gained. Yeah. Um, that's <laughs> one handball. Yeah. Well, uh, and that's not good enough for a, um, a bloke when you're, you know, I, I would say his game is built on run and carry. Um, he's a good runner. 
um, and does have a, a raking boot on him. To only get the one touch, uh, not good enough. He did lay a, yeah, a couple of decent... Um, yeah, four tackles, mate. Tackles, so. Like, like, so that's good. I mean, there was that one I can remember of... of um, uh, what's his name? Starts with Q. Um, uh, um Like he just fingertipped his uh, his jumper and was able to bring him down. That was that was very good. Uh, yeah, give him props for that. Uh, but at the end of the day, like trying to get the one touch is um, that's not AFL standard, James. Um, and again, I, I don't put that on Braden Ham necessarily. Like, yep, I don't rate him as a player, but I think that's on the coaching group. Um, because and how can they justify this selection, mate? Like, yeah. someone has to bloody like, someone internally should be marching down the door of the match selection and go, "What the hell's going on?" You know, mm. these subs like don't think they're not going to play. They play a majority of game. You know, they most games they'll get a look in at some point. Yeah. Um, and how we can keep trotting out and how that is acceptable within the club. You know, oh, you know, that's where I reckon. Yeah, Josh Marnie should be leading this and going, but what's going on here? Yeah, what, what are we hoping to achieve? Having a winger who's not finding the footy, and that's proven over many weeks. Um, what are we hoping to achieve from this player as being the sub? Yeah. Uh, fair call. Um, I guess none of us can answer that question, uh, but, uh, yeah, I'll leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've been harsh on Braden, but I mean, like as you say, man, we're not targeting him personally. It's it's the match selection of him, and he's copping that front of that mm. because we're seeing other opposition put their subs in, and they're having much more impact. And we're stuck with the same guys, and with the same kind of you know impact. You know, they're not providing any. Um, mm. And if I think if we're going down that route, we're happy to accept low impact from our subs. And be speculative, you know, go with some players that you haven't tried before. Yep. See if they get a bit of a burst of, you know, confidence getting a chance to represent the senior side. And, you know, you just think you'd be running on air, you know, you're playing your first game of footy mm. um, and you'll do everything you can to you know, make an impact. And, you know, the club doesn't see it that way. And I just think uh, it's a real failing in them. But, um, yeah, let's move on. It's probably the best to go on. Um Andrew Phillips made only five disposals for the game. Um, four kicks, one amble, one mark, and one tackle. Mm. I didn't think he was had his best game, but he did kick a goal, but um, and went at one hundred percent efficiency. But I guess if you get it five times, it's uh, yeah, not too hard to do. But uh, I just thought, you know, you know, it was important to have a second ruckman. You see Nick Bryan um, in the twos, and he had like forty-four hitouts. Yeah, you know, sometimes you, you wish. Um, you know, they may have gone down that route, but to have say, have, you know, can't be, um, you know, guessing after the fact that you know, he had been quite good for us the last few weeks. Yeah, he had. And, um, yeah, I guess is the, I suppose the constant cycle of Andrew Phillips, and this is probably why he's, uh, you know, been a journeyman at a few clubs because he'll show a, a really good game every now and then, and then um, I suppose cough up performances like this, and not that it was particularly bad, but it was just, um, you know. Again, to only have the five disposals, um, yeah, you'd hope for a, a bit more impact than that, and only the one mark um, again. And yes, he did, you know, mark and kick that goal, which is good. Um, but you know, when you're playing, uh, you know, a full game of footy, and interestingly, um, only had the uh, 53% time on ground, James. Um, 
and you're kind of like, so we're effectively carrying them for a half, um, you know, as opposed to, you know, playing a guy who could, you know, run out, you know, 75 or, or higher. And you think, you know, whether it's a Nick Bryan who is more athletic, not as, as physically strong, uh, but more athletic can, you know, give you a bit more run, um, certainly knows how to find the footy and use it well. Not not to say that he, he'd provide more output necessarily, but, um, you know, you'd put that time to develop and, and, and stuff into him, particularly at this time of the season where, as you say, mate, we're not going after finals. Um, look, I'm, I'm a big fan of Andrew Phillips um, because, you know, he, he cracks in at every opportunity, but it's performances like this where you realise, okay, this is why he hasn't... Um, yeah, found himself a number one position um, because as big and strong as he is, uh, you need more from your Ruckman than, than the five positions. Yeah, definitely. And we, um, you know, Mac Guelph, you made you know, we both found him a vote. Uh, well, you found him a couple, I think. Um, mm. Yeah, 17 disposals, 10 kicks, seven handballs, six marks, three tackles, and two goals. And um, yeah, they weren't gimme goals either. You know, you had to really line them up and and one was particularly very good. Yeah, it was, mate. Um, yeah, I thought he, he played a, yeah, a good Matt Guelphie game. Um, yeah, nice and hard at it. Kick those couple of goals. So um, uh, great work to Matt Guelphie. Yeah. And we finish off, mate, finally, uh, with um, Nick Martin. Uh, I really wanted to give him a vote in some ways. He had the 20 disposals, 15 kicks, seven handles. Five marks, just the one tackle. Yeah, we, we know that's one thing in his game that I'm sure he'll work on is actually laying body pressure. That's something that's been consistent throughout the year. He hasn't really added um, tackling to his game. But, um, geez, it is, uh, can be damaging uh, with footy. Yeah, he only went at 68% disposal efficiency. But, um, yeah, I still thought, you know, when it counted, he, he used the ball pretty well. Yeah, he did, mate. Um, he's, a, he's a class act. Nick Martin, um, yes, he you know, needs to work on that defensive side of his game, but uh, he's so good um, uh, with ball in hand, um, shows so much composure that you know, you, you kind of wish we had enough um, you know, defensively minor players to be able to just allow him to play his game um, because that's where he's best suited. That's where he's most damaging. Um, so, uh, you know, it's um, one of those things where, like, yeah, players can't be all things all the time. Um, I think he's far more valuable to us as a sort of ball user, getting at his inside 50 or, you know, kicking that you know, nice, um, you know, dangerous pass, you know, effectively um, to get us in range for goal. Then, um, yeah, particularly laying tackles um, you know, day in, day out. But I thought he had a, yeah, a really solid performance for us on the, on the day. And as you say, yeah, could have easily got a vote, but... Um, yeah, only get the five at the end of the day for us. Yeah. Um, well, uh, yeah, we got through it, mate. And uh, this pod, I was kind of dreading it away. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, I was kind of dreading it away because, um, yeah, it made me relive the last quarter and, uh, <laughs> yeah, that last painful memory of the game. Um, but we've got through it. Um, and uh, obviously got North next week. Uh, we'll be favourites. Um Obviously, and you know, had that COVID scare go through them at the moment, um, and maybe get Archie Perkins back, um, who played like, uh, on limited minutes in the twos. Um, you know, Archie's a really class act. I'd like to see him back in the side. Mm. Um, 
But, uh, you know, mate, I wanted to ask this question before we finish. There's four games to go. We've got North, the Giants at Giants Stadium, I think it is. Um, yep. Then Port at Marvel and then Richmond to finish it off. Give me a – how many do you reckon we win of those before? Uh, honestly, yeah. Well, I'll go one. <laughs> one, out, one out of the four because, um, yeah, I think, um, yeah, Spike McVay seems to be, um, yeah, getting the – uh, GWS guys to play some decent footy. Um, like they didn't get the chockies against uh, the Blues on the weekend, but um, yeah, they seem to have a, a decent crack. Um, so they paying an improved brand, and I, I'd sort of back that talent in, um, you know, to get the the job done over us. Um, and equally for um, you know for for Port, yeah, you know, I reckon they'll um, get the job done. And, and as for Richmond, I think there's too much pride. Uh, <laughs> For Hardwick to um, allow Essendon to be that side to um, to kick his side out of the out of the eight in finals contention, so um, yeah, pretty bleak look probably. But what about yourself, mate? No, oh, I reckon we're going to win three out of those. Oh. Yeah, just to make sure we stuff up our draft. Um, yeah, because <laughs> like, yeah, um, yeah, I think we'll beat uh, North, and I think we'll beat Giants. I, yeah, I don't think the Giants are playing that well, even though he's, he's played them. They're playing much better under Spike, and um, but I, I think you know the level we've been playing at, despite our first quarter yesterday and that last minute. Um, yeah, we've had a good guide now in the last seven seven games probably. Um, that we're playing a much more attacking style of footy. Um, and I reckon we'll get Port at home, you know. Um, but uh, how nice would it be, mate, to actually knock Richmond out of the finals? That would be a, a good way to finish the season, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. But, uh, you know, in any case, you know, we only wish we were there. So, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, I guess we'll see how, how, the, uh, how this year plays out. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. And, um, yeah, let's uh, hope we uh, have a much better memory of next week's game. But until um, yeah, next week, go Bombers. Go Dons.